This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. This is a trigger warning for the upcoming podcast because we're going to be chatting about loss, grief, and the Christchurch earthquakes. Now you know. Babes, listen, it's time to jump on into it with your pals, Nat and Jess, and catch up on all things women's health and fitness. Happy Monday, Jessica. It's true, it's Monday. (laughs) It's a different vibe. Usually we record this on a Friday and it's so laid black. Black. So laid back, but this definitely feels like the business end of the week, and I feel we are very, very professional. Look at you, yeah, your iPad is quite serious. Um, it's because this Friday is Canterbury anniversary, and uh, Plains FM is having a holiday. Question: <laughs> Christchurch, have we not had a show for a few years? <laughs> So, so <laughs> we've got a guest today, and Sarah was about to respond to this, but Hi, then you realise that, <laughs> that we haven't introduced you. Can you introduce her already? Sorry, so girl, the, to, like, the mystery, mystery guest with us today is the lovely Sarah, who is not just lovely, she's also family. Isn't that sweet? Uh, so Sarah's my cousin, younger cousin, uh, and our mums are sisters, and so Sarah's come along to come and have a chat with us on the podcast today. And she was just about to answer the question about the show, yeah, and then realised that actually <laughs> she hasn't been introduced. No one even knows who she is. <laughs> so now you can answer the show question. Oh, thanks, Jess. <laughs> I don't think we have. No, okay, for good. how many years? I don't know. I think of two. Yeah, because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. yeah couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Mm. Christchurch, you've got your show back. Mm. Uh, so are you going? Good. This Are you two going this weekend? Or I this hope week? to go. Yes, I think we will. We will. Take yeah. Well, you've oh, got a young okay. child. Yes, exactly. So, you so know, we have the, yeah, we should go. Your target market. Absolutely. Yeah. I took a long... Target market? Like, because it's a show for kids. Like, you know, there's farm animals, you know. Oh. Like, Ada would love it because of the animals. Have, have you, have you been to the show before? <laughs> Obviously not. No. <laughs> so I, um, I was very excited when we moved back from living overseas and I took Greg and I took the boys, I think maybe the first year we were living here. And I grew up on a farm, mm-hmm. so I was very excited at sheep farm. So very excited to see the sheep, like very excited and very excited to share this with my family. They were not so enthused mm. and literally never wanted to come back with me again. It's never the way you want it to be, eh? You know when no. you like, you know when you look forward to things, I feel like low expectations are always best because mm. then people always disappoint us. <laughs> Let's hope I don't get that this time. <laughs> I, think... Sorry, I don't know where they came from. I feel like, I don't know. You know I, I mean? Well, Ada is too. Yes. She'll love it. She but will love it. Listen, she'll, she'll love heart, it. Yeah, we'll love it. How tall is she? <laughs> the hell? No idea. Oh, that's that. Do you know how tall your kids are? Uh, I know that they're both taller than me, but the question is... But they're teenagers, that's different. She's two. Like, yeah. Who knows how tall a two is? No, I know where she's going with it. She's being rude to me to see if, <laughs> if she's taller than me. Stop. 
Well, so last, was it the last podcast? I think we, um, we ch- maybe a couple of podcasts ago, we, um, Nat sometimes gets mistaken for Ariana Grande. I have never been mistaken for Ariana Just Grande. Just go along with the story, please. And uh, anyway, so then we were wondering kind of like, actually, how tall is she? So I thought I'd put a poll out on Instagram. Do you not follow us, Sarah? Yes. <laughs> so you've seen the poll then. I've seen Good. it. She's seen it. She's all over it. I'm all over it. I've answered. And um, and the question was, who's the tallest out of Ariana Grande, Natasha Sanguinetti, or the average 10-year-old? And actually, the most popular vote there was for the average 10-year-old. Yeah, I voted that too, I'll be honest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a funny response. Mm, yeah, it's so. actually wrong. Of course it's wrong. It's wrong. I don't think anyone thought a 10-year-old was going to be taller than me. Who do you think is the tallest out of those three options? The 10-year-old. Wrong. Really? It's, it's actually no. Nat. Oh, she's joking. Yeah, yeah. I was joking. Sorry, definitely Nat. <laughs> Nat. Nat, yeah. you're the tallest. Did you think I was taller than Ariana Grande? Definitely. Oh. She is. What's her height? 153.7 centimetres. Yeah. And I'm 162. Yeah, right. On a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Average 10 year old, 152.4. <laughs> so they're the shortest. So, Nat, that's so that's, exciting yeah. for you. 10 year olds are tall. Mm, Do you know what? Not I as feel tall like, as you? No, this is true. But I feel like um, younger people are getting taller. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when we walked past. These um, high school kids the and other I day. lost you because I couldn't see you. <laughs> you did not lose me. But I was like, oh my goodness, you're all at least half my age and you're all taller mm. than me. Mm. Where? How did I miss out on My dad is quite tall. Mm. I got none no. of that. Mm. Interesting. My mum's short. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's right. You're strong and fit and you can't have everything. Mm-hmm. Don't take that from people. Uh, another poll that was put out just while we're on the topic of polls was spoke about empathy a couple of podcasts ago as well and um, spoke about that kind of uh, Brené Brown uh, gives the sort of story around like if you found someone in a hole emotionally mm-hmm. in a hole, right, Would you be, so the difference between empathy and sympathy, empathy is that you would climb down into the hole to be with them. Sympathy is more kind of standing at the top, you know, sort of like looking down like, oh, sucks for you. Um, So uh, I kind of wanted to see where um, our listeners were at with this, because I mentioned that I would be the type of person to definitely climb down in the hole, but I would not bring a ladder. I would probably left my mobile up at the top. And, you know, have no practical Your kind mobile. of way out. My phone. <laughs> what mobile. do we call it these days? I don't know, phone. Phone, not a mobile. <laughs> do you mean <laughs> instead of landline? <laughs> that would be very hard to take a landline down into a hole, Matt. Yes. Come on. You can uh, always plug it in. So, and then the other option was, um, would you stay on higher ground and call for help? That's more of the sympathy kind of stuff. Mm. Would you climb down into the hole? But would you potentially bring a ladder with you? Mm. Yeah. So where are you at with that? <laughs> God, no Honestly? Pressure. I did it on the poll. I didn't think I had to talk about it in here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> this is a test. <laughs> I'd probably go down. Yeah, but would the, you bring oh, a ladder with yeah. you? Yeah. Whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> it, I suppose it depends who it is, right? Would it be it, any person? In terms of, like, if you wanted to spend a lot of time yeah. with them, you wouldn't bring a ladder. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I might sit at the top and maybe not even go down. I feel like it depends. Like, 
Yeah. Most people answered that they would climb down into the hole. So, so they've got the empathy there, but they would have a bit of a solution to get out. So maybe a nice balance between the empathy mm. and practical How does solution. They know? <laughs> sorry, maybe I'm, we should I'm test this out. I'm feeling negative today. I'm quite negative. I'm <laughs> What's sorry. What's going on with you, actually? I don't know. Nat, fill, just, us in on, no fill us in on your travels because uh, because you've been busy, busy. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's. I think maybe I'm just tired. I'm not actually negative. I'm actually very happy to be here, and I'm very happy to have Sarah on. Okay, mm. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I've just come back from Queenstown today, so I think I'm just kind of like, I don't know, you know when you feel kind of, it doesn't feel like Monday, mm-hmm. and you feel really behind on everything? Mm. Like, I just got home, and I was like, oh, so much washing to mm-hmm. do, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> and, then, and then I had to leave, mm. you know? And then... Yeah. Just need to wake up tomorrow and just feel fresh again. Yeah. I almost feel like I would do good if I had a day off tomorrow, but I won't because it's different. But you know what I mean, though? Like, Mm -hmm. you kind of need a day. Mm. I went away with Scotty, and Scotty's got, I think, a day off tomorrow, and I'm like, "Mm, must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Must be nice. But it's fine because I'm good. Mm. Well, when's your day off? Saturday. Yeah, so you've got got a few days to kind of get through to get there. Yeah, and I'm like, my job's different to nine to five kind of jobs. Like, I do have Wednesdays, my short day. Like, you know, I'm fine. Don't Mm. feel sorry for me. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was just just kind of, you know, sort of like practicing my empathy there. Uh, I don't think you need to practice it. Pretty much there. Mm. Um, what about you, Sarah? Are you Would you say that you're quite an empathetic person and do you have friends who are quite high in empathy as well? Like, out of your friends, have you got many that would climb down into the hole with you? Yeah, I think I do. Yep. I've got a real close group of girls from school mm-hmm. that we're still so close as, and I would say all of them are very empathetic. Oh, I think we cool. just sort of grew up in that, you know, we're all there for each other. And I would say, yeah, most of them, if not all of them, mm. would probably climb down. So good also that you've had, um, you know, like such a strong friendship group from a young age yeah. because, you know, like you've dealt with some pretty heavy stuff, you know, um, quite early on in your life, really. Yeah. And um, uh, sort of wanting to chat a little bit about Sarah's experience because um, it's a really interesting topic and that is the topic of grief and um, Sarah, just fill us in a little bit on um, why grief is something that you've had to deal with, um, you know, sort of in your life already. Mm-hmm. Um, so the earthquakes, the Christchurch earthquakes, I lost my brother in that, unfortunately, and I was, I think I was 21 mm-hmm. and he was 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really young, um, sort of, I think I was like in first year maybe even, just, yeah, had just had my 21st in the November mm, and it was right. the February. Um, so we had that, unfortunately, and then um, his son that he didn't get to meet, Ashton was diagnosed with leukaemia at, what, three? I think he was three, Ashton was. So we had that battle too of, you know, the unknown with that. And then, unfortunately, I lost my mum two years ago in May. So, yeah, it's quite a surreal thing to lose sort of two out of five, you know, of mm. I've got another brother as well and then my dad's here. So, yeah, it's um, 
something really challenging to deal with in 33 years almost. So yeah. um, not your typical, I suppose. No. <laughs> um, teenage years or live my 20s like that. Um, mm. And then to, yeah, I've lost mum in the early 30s. So, um, but it's probably a lot common than we think, you know. Um, it's just we don't know about it, I suppose. Mm. So um, we were, Sarah and I were catching up for coffee a little while ago mm. and we were just kind of chatting about a few things really. And this topic of grief came up and um, you said that day that actually, um, not that it defines you, mm. but it has had a big impact on your life. Yeah. Um, you know, what what are kind of the, what have been the big challenges of having experienced that at a pretty young age? I feel like you've always got to maybe disclose it, you know, if, especially if you're from Christchurch, you know, like, did you experience the earthquakes? Mm. That's a conversation mm. that everyone wants to know yeah. about. Did you know someone? So that in itself was huge for those first 10 years, you know, mm. so... It's funny, you experience both. Like, so you experience a loss that everyone knew about, you know. Um, Adams was quite publicised. Everyone knew that I'd lost him in an earthquake. And then you go through something a little bit more private. Mm. So to go through both is quite different as well, to have to experience something you knew was coming, you mm. know, to an illness, and then something to have just been taken from you. Yeah. So, yeah, between them both, it is, um, yeah, it's really crazy to think that's happened. Do you mind um, kind of talking... Uh, about uh, losing Adam mm-hmm. um, in the earthquake, um, kind of briefly sort of like what that experience was like being in Christchurch, mm-hmm. earthquake, and then, you know. It was weird. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget it. It was it was just at home, and then we, you know, phones weren't working. The whole towers were down, I think. I couldn't get in touch with anyone. And for some reason, I was at a friend's house whose landline started to work, and I called my mum, who's in Wellington at the time. Right. And I was like, this has happened. I can't get hold of anyone. And I remember texting Adam, being like, have you heard from Dad? Because Dad works in the city. And Adam worked in the city. I didn't think about him. Mm. I thought, right. have you heard from Dad? Mm. Yeah. So I was like, that's so weird to think that I never actually checked in on him. Um, because I guess our first point is your parents. You know, are they okay? Um, and a bit older. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just didn't even think about that. And obviously I never heard back. So... It wasn't until I ended up, my partner at the time, we went to his parents' house because we had no um, TV, nothing was working, and theirs was. So, And the first thing I saw was on the news of his building. Mm. And I was like, I'm sure that is his building. And I wasn't 100% certain. Like, you know, you're just in the fog of what's actually happened. And then I was like, that can't be the PGC building. I was like, no. And then I rang mum and she was like, I was just about to call you. I'm on the ferry across. That is Adam's building. And I was like, what? It like pancaked. I was like, surely not. Like, that was just so weird to me. I was like, that can't be right. And then all of it's kind of a blur from there because I mm. was, yeah, trying to contact Dad, who was apparently driving into the city to look for him. No one had heard from him, you know? So it was that really just that unknown, like, what's going on? Like, no one knew anything. Mm. We knew just as much as, like, the rest of the world, you know? Mm. We knew nothing for so long. And then it was, like, even days after we didn't get anything in, you know, we all had to be um, DNA swabbed, like my parents and us, um, so that they could do DNA as they started to, I guess, find people. And it was weeks later before we even got confirmation, you know? We were attending these family centres at Burnside High to get 
you know, the first information that comes in, we as families needed to know before the media. Mm. And so we'd go Thank every goodness. single day to Burnside High and the police would come and inform us of things. We'd all be designated a police officer so we could have oh, someone right. to contact. And th- there was then that they found that, yeah, they found him. So they, um, at least we got that closure. You know, I mm. think some families didn't. I think... Right, so they never got a DNA No, because, because unfortunately bodies were just under, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, as you can imagine. So we were we were lucky we got something. Um, but still, yeah, it was an awful time because he had a baby on the way. He he was so very pretty. She was due, she had Ashton 10 days after he passed, like of the 22nd, yeah. And how many days after the earthquake was he identified? Like two. I don't even know if he was identified before she had Ashton. Yeah. Oh, that's so she, awful. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So she had to ha- have him. I can't remember whether it was, you know, just then or she just found out afterwards. But, yeah, it was a crazy time. Like, she just had this newborn wee boy. Um, ten days later, it was just, yeah, it was awful. Like, for, for the whole, you know, country as well. But, yeah, when you're affected directly mm. and it's all over the media, that is, like, one thing that I've just never sat well with. Like, just being so exposed, like, people yeah. at work would know and you just get, like, bombarded, you know. It's, like, for them, they know someone who's, they just want questions. And, like I said, you remember I got called by the media, mm. like, asking questions on, like, the day of his funeral. For Don't real? know how they got my number. Yeah, they just rang me and, and were wanting information. Ask? Like, just, we want to know about your brother. Yeah, and I just, like, hung up immediately. I just, and I just turned my phone off. I think my parents got the same. I don't know how they did it. They're just so sneaky. So Mm. ever since then, it's just, like, not sat well with me in media, you know. It's just, it's forever. It's going to be forever something we're constantly reminded of, you know. They, it's an anniversary now, right? So Yeah, yeah. You know, they've made a wall down at Christchurch. So, yeah, it's something that you're forever reminded of, which is nice, but it's also, yeah, it's you don't want to always be reminded at the same time. Yeah, so I guess does it make it harder yeah. that it was this sort of like city event? Yeah, um, that gets recognised every year, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversation around it. And because um, you sort of have strategies now to deal with that yeah. day, yeah. right? Which is that you tend to stay at home. Yes, yeah. I don't work. I always take that day off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a time for me to be with my family or do something where I don't have to think about it. I don't go to any of the events. I don't mm-hmm. go to any of the, like, yeah, none of that. It's just not for me. Normally, my parents would go down to the cemetery, but that's um, their thing, not for me again. So, yeah. yeah, we just, Michael and I now just do our own thing, you know. We just try to celebrate it. Well, celebrate it. Think spend about it, it, you know, and spend the day together and just not at work mm-hmm. because... Yeah. I find I get bombarded there. And so. Yeah, and you're right. It's a kind of a common question. Mm-hmm. Even like this morning, because I was in Queenstown, um, that was one of the first questions from right. one of the instructors was, oh, where were you during mm-hmm. the earthquakes? You I, know? I just struggle yeah, to just answer those morning. questions. I bet you do. Yeah, we, you where do. did you stop? Where do you draw the line and mm. just lie? You know, I just started lying. Have you? Yeah, Good. because Good. some people, I'm like, I just don't think I need to tell you that. No. Like, what is that going to do? Why? Yeah. But they just are like, did you know someone? Oh. You know, were you directly? I'm like, how could, I could never answer that question to someone. I would be like that. I just don't even think I'd ask a question. So what's your lie? What's your lie? Yeah. Or I was like, no, sorry. (laughs) Just shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it depends on the person. Of mm. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also depends where I am. How long have you got? Like, mm. do you yeah, want to yeah, go into yeah. it? Because as soon as I go, yeah, they'll be like, heard. And if you say that, they're like, oh, I have done it because I was so annoyed. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. You know, shit. Like, you're just great. like, all right, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. You, you, you like, can't see this coming, can you? Yeah. And so I told her, she was like, I'm so sorry. And you're like, yeah, that's that's it. That's the response. That's all yeah. you're going to give? Like, what were you going to do with that information? Yeah. Like, do you know? They, she, yeah, this, I don't know what she... I don't think ahead no, of what I don't think she did. Yeah. yeah. I bet she has. I wonder who it was, you know? Like, I'm just like, God. So, anyway, I, and then I was like, okay, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'll just say no. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, do Yeah, I mean, want. does it make her feel better? <laughs> like, she probably didn't feel great from that. <laughs> And then I probably ruined her day, In but this you know, case, you matter. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I just <laughs> started lying because that's what you got all the time. You know, um, I ended up moving to Dublin and living with Jess. So, mm. you know, I felt so good over there. No one knew. No one mm. really knew about the Christchurch mm. earthquakes, and you just mm. felt like I felt like I could like live my life. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Wellington, and those questions just started coming again. And you're just like, my goodness, like people haven't forgotten, mm. you know. And then. Well, yeah. like that example, like you said, Nash, that, that someone still on, asked like, you this morning. It's like, not even an anniversary. No. And, like, this person's lovely, you know, mm, like, mm. they never mean badly, but I don't think, like you say, they're not prepared for what if actually mm-hmm. I say yes, in mm. your case, mm. your your brother. Like, mm. are, you, are you prepared to take that on right now? Mm. And what if I don't want to share that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do people, yeah, I don't know if that's, yeah, they haven't thought about what the answer's actually going to be. Yeah. They're going to assume we go, yep, and maybe yeah. stop there. You but know, also, I yeah. think, yeah, because for me, I, I would never ask unless they've asked me first. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if they've asked me first, then they've kind of, they're okay dis- with me asking course. them back, you know? Mm. Of course. But even then, like, if you're talking to someone, especially that's someone from Christchurch, you have to be super mindful. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just say random comments Mm. you have to be mindful Mm. I think it's going to be a forever thing unfortunately I just think it's something or I've had to have it tell me then in in that in that regard so losing Adam Mm -hmm. um and all of the kind of media and hype around it and all of that what what did you what have you done then to kind of cope with that so you mentioned that on the anniversary um, it's not a day for you to be around mm-hmm. um, other people other than your husband, Mike, mm-hmm. um, and um, Ada, yep. your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that you have kind of, um, I suppose, like you said, you don't tend to kind of go to these memorials. No. You know, it's just not really your thing. Yeah. I think going forward, we just continue doing what we do. You know, Ada will know of him and she does know of him like we have a photo of him in our house and she says goodnight to him every night you know she will know more and more Mm. but I think if I can like hold her back from you know what it is actually like out there and what yeah people Mm. just love to have a story at the end Mm. of the day and Mm. I just think if yeah if you don't have to say it and I was okay with lying like that's me and that's personal whereas like my mum for instance just like loved talking about it and I Mm. think it's a different thing you know to lose a son would be, I couldn't imagine, you know, mm. like now that I'm a mother, you mm. know, that is such a different experience than losing a sibling. Mm. So so I empathise in that f- for my parents, mm. but that wasn't for me, you know, like mm. my dad was similar to me. He didn't like the media side of it. He stayed well clear, so did Becky, you know. It was just for the, I don't know. 
if that made that made mum feel better at the time, you know, yeah, that she could. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Absolutely. Like social media was her thing. You know, she got a lot from people's sympathy, mm. whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like, no, thanks. Mm. <laughs> I'm OK. I'll ask for it. Or yeah. Mm. So, yeah, different experiences. And I'm not the only one that has probably experienced the earthquake, you know, um, loss. So there's more people out there. But just to be mindful like mm. no one wants to just talk about it. even still this long you know mm. it's still hurtful. how many years now it's over 10 isn't it it's 12 yeah must be 12 11 this, like, 11 this year coming up 12 coming yeah. up 12 yeah. yeah i think this is a good message to send out just mm. be be very mindful if you're going to be asking even though it was 12 years ago it still mm. just hurts just as much yeah because it's not something you like to constantly say you know yeah. even though you know mm. It's not for everyone's business. If they already yeah. know, great. They already know who the people, you know, like there's a list of them, you know, Google like you what does it matter know. if you know the person or not? Like mm. if they were to, yeah, I just think people aren't, yeah, they're just not, they're not bothered really. <laughs> they just want their answer. And When you look back on that time, mm. it sounds a lot like um, there was a lot of shock involved mm. and so... A lot of kind of surviving it because also you were in Christchurch and like you said, it probably wasn't until you moved over to Dublin Mm -hmm. where there was sort of like a a world outside Mm -hmm. of of that, you know, because that's the thing also is that, you know, Christchurch was in lots of places was really damaged Mm -hmm. from that. So it was a constant reminder Mm -hmm. that everything had changed. Um, So when you look back on that time, do you sort of see it as just surviving? And Mm -hmm. at what point did, did... coping with it move from just surviving it to starting to process mm. it and you know or maybe that's something that's still challenging well, yeah well moving away was probably the best thing is out of sight out of mind you know I think for my coping mechanism my parents were like you need to go you know like there's nothing you know you don't need to stay here you're all good like we'll just give you a one-way ticket mm. um and travel you know went away for a year and then I think when I came back, I decided to move to Wellington because I still wasn't ready. So that obviously showed that it was still, I was in that survival, I can't go back, I can't attend that yet. So um, I'm going to live in Wellington. And my mum lived in Wellington at the time. So Mm. it was like another connection to go live somewhere else. Mm. And we lived there for five years. And I think when we did come home five years ago now, I think we've been here, um, it felt better. Like every Mm. time I came back, a little bit felt, you know, more like home and Mm. like the, the... it was coming together, you know, like it wasn't so everything in a rubble, you know, like people were starting to cope. Mm. Um, and that, yeah, you just felt like it had not gone, but because I'd lived away for like six years, I mm. was like, oh, okay, maybe it's a different mindset now. And it was because I came back with a almost husband, you know, like mm. we came and bought a home and like life was different than it was mm. six years ago. I wasn't 21, mm. you know, I was a lot older a lot more travelled, you know, a lot mm. wiser. Um, mm. So I think that had a total play to it, was just mm. time away, I think. I do feel bad for the people who had to live here through it, you know, mm. and just suffer through and just try and get through as best mm. as they could, like my family. So <clears throat> I think, yeah, you just got to do what works for you, and mm. leaving was just great, you know. Mm. It's the best space. thing. Yeah. And so we talked about it just at the start as well. Unfortunately for you, um, Adam, your brother is not the only immediate family person that you've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, also your mum, but different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, that one, we knew that was happening. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, I can't even remember the year she got diagnosed with um, 
she had breast cancer when I lived in Dublin, but it wasn't to do with, she ended up getting um, lung cancer, uh, which is crazy because she's never smoked a day in her life. Mm. Um, so she got diagnosed with that, I think 2014 maybe, or 15. Um, and then she went on going treatment and things were looking okay. And then um, she was monitored for a while. She went on a drug trial, things like that. Like So things were looking okay, but we just still never felt confident with the oncologist that it was properly going to go, you mm. know. Um, unfortunately, with lung cancer, it can spread further through your body. And that's exactly what happened. It spread to her brain. So mm. it was too dangerous to do surgery. So it was just kind of like they had to just keep her comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. She was on medication for a long time. Um, and then she decided to move back to Christchurch, which was awesome. So four or five years ago, I oh, must be longer now. Um, so that's why, why we moved back mm. to, to spend right. time with her. She wanted to be with her family who all live here. So Michael and I wanted to follow. Um and then she ended up going on an amazing trip to Europe. You know, she had another six weeks away. She still had a lot of energy for that. And then when she came back, it was sort of like just sort of that last couple of years, she just didn't do much because she couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, just all the medication that they get put on. And then it just spread, spread further onto her brain. The tumours were just getting so large that there was unfortunately nothing more they could do for her. So it was they give you these timelines and then... <laughs> She's still here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Like, well, Survivor. it's not funny. No, it's, it's quite saying, weird. That must be so weird. Yeah. No, but we did have a laugh about it Absolutely. often. Absolutely. <laughs> she know. was like, I'm still here. And I was like, okay, yeah. but don't joke. Like, <laughs> yeah. my gosh. So what time frames so, were you given? So we got married. Michael and I got married in January. Two weeks after our wedding, we got told she was terminal and had three months to live. So that was, like, mind-blowing. That was, like, a shock. We were like, what? Three months? Three months, he said. So he put her on a drug trial, and she started a few other drugs, which seemed to keep things at bay, but he was like, it stops working after a while. Like, it'll just stop working. We then funded, we did, like, a give a little page for her. Because these drugs were costing us 30 grand a month to keep her on them. So we did a bit of fundraising. Uh, We got a bit of money, but, you know, that... No one can afford to keep that going. So we, I think we did it for a year. Yeah. We did it for a year for her. So, no, like, obviously, my mum and her partner, Max, paid for a lot of that, but we did fundraising as we could. But she wanted that year, you know, and she got it. Yeah, yeah. So she got that year, and then she got... She kept going. Like, mm. it was... Mm. Um, yeah. It, she just kept going, which was amazing. So that January, she lasted another two years after they said three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but that must be such They a... keep saying, yeah, yeah, it's, I think they do that a lot. I think this happens to a lot of families oh. where they say... Like, prepare you for yeah, the worst. Yeah, prepare you for the worst and go for I it. I guess like, at the end of the day, they never, they never 100% know. No, they don't. No, they don't. They're just going based off what uh, maybe past cases have done or, you know, like how bad it is at the mm-hmm. time. But that's just so crazy mm. to... You know, three months and then it was a real roller coaster of emotions, yeah, to say it the is. least. Because you constantly got told, "Is she going to be here this Christmas?" Like, you know, classic my mom. She like prepared two years and then she was still here. Like, she had these Christmas presents and like Aww. written on. She's like, "Oh well, I'll just give it to you because I'm still," you know, like thinking she wasn't going to be here. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, like, and then the last Christmas she was here, she was quite unwell but had still prepared for the year later. 
Okay. So she passed away in May. So that following Christmas, her partner Max gave us, you know, presents and yeah. stuff. And that was it. She'd only done that extra, you know, whereas because she was so unwell, she couldn't do any more. But yeah. it's just... I mean, the fact that she yeah, had that oh, advance is so organised. Yeah, I know. I don't know. She wanted to, you know. Yeah. I think if you got the chance, wouldn't you? Yeah, of Wouldn't course. you want to yeah. be able to have something there for someone yeah. that... Di- I don't know. I feel like I would now that I'm a mum, you know. I feel like mm. it would be something you would want to prepare for. But, yeah, you just started to watch her, decre- you know, deteriorate and you just could say she was just, yeah... Unfortunately, yeah, it was just, it's one of those things that you, i glad you were there for, but almost wish you weren't because mm. it just leaves like a lasting, mm. you know, a lasting effect. So I guess this is my question mm. then, because you've experienced, you know, the, the shock of an accidental death mm-hmm. with Adam and the earthquake, and then you've had the processing of an illness and a timeline. Mm-hmm. What, what are the kind of, what have the what are the challenges or the benefits of each? Oh God! I mean, to prepare yourself was good, I suppose. Um, so so I could make sure I had lots of time with her. Whereas with Adam, I can't remember the last time I saw him. You know, mm. like I got that taken from me. So I think I saw him in the January, like a month, you know, for his birthday, and then I didn't see him again. So. I think with that, I think it just reminds you how precious time is because you, at one point you have no idea, mm. you know. And like with mum, one day she was great and then the next she just wasn't. Mm. So, you know, she forgot. So I was pregnant with Ada. She forgot I was pregnant. And that was really hard. But you just had to get used to this new norm that that's who she is. And we're still lucky to have her possibly, even though it wasn't who she was. You know, mm. she wasn't her usual self at the end. But for me, I think that part, was easier to process than Adam's because mm. I got to say goodbye to her, mm. you know. I, for me, I got to say goodbye. I remember the moment, you know. So mm. I think that's what sits well with me and that I know that she knew I was going to be okay, you know. Whereas with Adam, gosh, I can't remember the conversation, you know, and I think you'd live in a little bit of regret with him because mm. we used to sort of not fight but we would definitely have disagreements or he'd be like, you were supposed to come see Jack and you didn't. And That was his son. Yeah, yeah. his eldest. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm, you know, He's busy. Saying, I'm 21, oh, bro. Right. Let me live my life. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And, you know, I sat with a lot of guilt for ages because Aww. I just didn't see him or I didn't make the time. Whereas this time round, I because of the lockdown, I actually got to spend every single day with mum because I wasn't working. Mm. So as bad as that was, that was such a blessing because if I was yeah. working, I wouldn't be able to see her every day. Like I went around every single day or when she, yeah, if she was in the hospital, you know. So it's just, yeah. And also one of them was very in the media and the mm-hmm. other one, and one totally of them up. lots of people ask you about it and the other one, kind of you can go under the radar yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's like people forget. Which is funny, and I know I say that, and I hate people coming to me, but it's like people forget, you know? Like, they they go on and live their lives, but also we're here trying to, you know, push through and, you know, it's like you don't expect everyone to remember anniversaries and stuff, but it would be nice if people, like, said her name or, you know, did remember her birthday or, you know, like, yeah. I know everyone's busy and, like, friends and stuff, but, it, you know, it's those little things that probably matter to people that are grieving, you know, just even one text. Mm. Yeah. Write it on your phone when their birthday is so you remember every year. You know, just like little yeah. things like that that I just don't get. You know, I get Adams because it's in mm. the media. And, you know, mm. you just think, do people actually 
want to send you that or it's just because they know that it's happened. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's totally two scales of grief that Mm. if you haven't gone through it, you don't know and I don't expect people to know, but it's that underlining like, do you want to just check in or, you know, like just Mm. little things like that. And so that just comes with it and that's what experienced two different ones. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, to have experienced two different ones is very crazy at my age. Mm. Yeah, it is. is. But it's just... It's just the life I've been given, you know? I can't... So what what kind of support have you had then to deal with that both times around? Yeah. This time around, Michael, my husband, mm-hmm. unreal. Um, and also having a baby was the biggest distraction I could ever have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because you're so busy. So and my busy. dad, yeah. like my dad was like my number one. You know, mm. he has stepped up and done mum and dad. He has... He basically lived with us when Ada was born, you mm. know? Like, he has done everything. few of my good friends. You do realise who your friends are, though, when you've gone through this. Um, you know, the ones that are there at the start, and then they just jumble off and forget. And mm. that's fine, you know? Um, that's nothing against them, but there are some that just don't check in anymore. And um, mm. life's busy, and that's absolutely fine. But um, for Adam, I think like my own time traveling I think being Mm. on my own processing it as a 21 year old you know um not I didn't really have anyone to rely on then because my parents were going through the same thing Mm. so I couldn't couldn't ask for their help you Mm. know they were also grieving so um my girlfriends were too young like I couldn't put that on them Mm. so coming to you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, oh, to live with Jess. To live with Jess. Yeah. Like, Jess is like, Was she fun my... to live with? Yeah, really fun. <laughs> she has to say that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so... Greg, um, I think yeah. Greg enjoyed being a little bit like a brother-father yeah. figure to yes. you, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He'd, cool. He'd Teasing. Take, take her to the doctor. Oh, you know, oh yeah, 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 he, he did. He was so she good. She's like the daughter so he never sweet. had. Yeah, he's so... And he's great now and, like, loves Ada. You know, mm. I just think that's, like, trembled. Like, he's yeah. just... Yeah, very protective. Yeah, yourself and Greg have a very good relationship because you're quite similar in some ways. Very similar. You know, similar sense of humour Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, So uh, that's what got me through, I think, is living this life of no one sitting here feeling sorry. You know, like no one knows, mm. you know, and you could just pick up and start this new life at 22, you know. Yeah, and just travel and see what the world is on your own. And it was a bit scary to not have my parents. And I think they were very sceptical, me going, you know, Mm. gosh, to lose a child and then to see yours go to the other side Mm, of the world. Yeah. But I was going to family, so I think that's different. I think I wasn't just jet-setting, you Mm. know. Um, I was... You were safe. Yeah, I was safe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, So, again, yeah, so totally different coping mechanisms, you know, um, between the two. So if you were to... um, uh, If you knew someone who was going through this... Would you give them any advice? Is that your thing? Or, you know, would what would you share that was kind of helpful for you? Like if someone's listening and is going through this, what would you? I think just to have like a few people to talk to, like not a lot, but to just not feel like you have to soak in it yourself, you know, to be able to just send a text and say, hey, are you free? You know, I felt a lot of guilt doing that, sending a message to a girlfriend being like, I really need to talk or, Mm. you know, poor Michael would come home and I'd just be in tears, you know, Mm. and he's like, how can I help? Like, I didn't know this was going on. So, you know, I'm quite bad for just sort of brushing under the carpet and, you know, moving on and just being a mum. But I think you just have to, like, tackle it head on, 
because if you don't, like, it will just, like, hit you in waves, which it will do forever, I think. But mm. um, And even just talking to someone, whether it's professional or not, like, mm. it doesn't have to be professional. Mm. Um, but just letting people in, because if mm. you don't, they're not going to know. Mm. Like, and I think that yeah. was the hardest thing okay. I had to tackle is that I was assuming people knew how I felt, and then I was getting mad because no one's asking. And it's like every time they say, how are you, I'm like, fine. You know, how's that their fault? Like, they mm. don't know. I've just said to them, fine. Mm. They're not going to constantly dig at me, are they? Because that's not very nice either, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, so I had to be a bit vulnerable, which is just not who I am. Mm. Um, only with the second time around. With Adam, I kind of, it was such a different experience. I was so young. But now I am trying to be a bit more vulnerable and say, hey, look, not actually having a great day. Or, you know, and I do find people appreciate that because mm. they can tread and they can be like, oh, let's do this then, or, mm. you know, whether it's distracting or, or talking, like mm. making me talk about it. Mm. Both work. So, yeah, I think just having a few close people in your network. Mm. Is important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think with anything, though, isn't it? Just a couple of people you can trust. I think that's probably a bit of a theme with what we chat about on here, mm. which is being brave and yeah. vulnerable enough to say, this is how I'm feeling. It's so hard. This is what I'm struggling with. But also, you know, kind of giving other people the the credit that they will be there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hope. Yeah, exactly. And you, those few people, will be there. There's mm. few that won't, but you'll learn who they are. Mm. You know mm. who they are. Mm. I now know who I will lean on and who I won't. You know, mm. who I'll just be like, oh no, I'm okay, because they're just not the type of person that I can probably mm. share this journey with. Mm. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with them. But, yeah, you do have a few that you do just want to open up with. Mm. And that's it. And that's all you need. And family, obviously. But, Mm. yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I appreciate how vulnerable Mm. and uh, and also brave you've been just coming on the podcast. so brave. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so you've never done a podcast before. So this experience is completely new. And then being brave enough to speak about um, your experience and uh, uh, having known you, I know that this has been a process to get to this mm. place where you can. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know. Hopefully other people listening, if they're going through it, you know, it's so normal, like all these things, you know, that you feel and do. It's just if you haven't gone through it, it is hard to get your head around. Mm. But people want to help, you know. They do. You just have to let them. Mm. Yeah, That's you just awesome. have to let them in. yeah. yeah. You're a natural <laughs> on podcasts, eh? Oh, Such a natural. <laughs> yeah, Jess is saying yes. <laughs> is there any more questions you're thinking of? I think that we've we've probably covered a bit today, yeah. you know. Um, and I think you've given a lot of really great tips. Good, I hope so, yeah. And probably for myself too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, honestly, it is yeah, therapeutic. Like, oh, God, we it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Bit of therapy in here. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. Good for you and for people listening. Absolutely. And without a doubt, you'll be helping at least one person. Like, yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. Yeah, definitely. It is good. Do you want to close off or do you want me to close off? I'm absolutely staring at you right now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, thank you so much, Sarah, for That's joining so us. Um, we will put some polls on our Instagram, so make sure that you follow Babs Listen. And uh, also, do you want to talk about what we're currently organising, Jess? Do you uh, want me to talk about it? I think you start and I might jump okay. in. 
conscious is like. I'll jump in with some little. This light is what you always do. So we are effects. actually organising an event for next year in February, the nineteenth of February. So make sure you put that in your calendars, and it's a workshop. A live workshop called Babes Move. Yeah. <laughs> so with Babes Listen is going Babes Move. So it's kind of like a seminar kind of workshop event where you will get to do a workout with us and a yoga session with us. Yes. There'll be a QA, there'll yes. be an awesome goodie bag. Yes. And lots of cool stuff that we are yet to organize. <laughs> bubbles. I'm yes, excited bubbles. for that. We put that in the budget. <laughs> why not celebrate being able to move together? That's yeah. exciting. Uh, so if we haven't annoyed you enough uh, after a year and a half of doing this podcast, come along and hang out. Well, that would be our two-year anniversary. Oh, no, we started in April, didn't we? Ooh, almost, no, March, I think. So <gasps> almost two so years. So it will be two years. How good. Are you coming, Absolutely. Sarah? <laughs> yes. Both, Both staring at me. You. Like, are you going to come? Yeah. Are you going to bring a friend? Yeah, I'll, I'll round up some people. <laughs> round God. up your crew. I've got heaps of friends. <laughs> Limited tickets, so oh, wow. make sure. It's not actually, well, we're hoping by the time that this podcast is live, it's it's live, the mm-hmm. event, so you can actually book tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great Christmas presents mm-hmm. for um, your pals yeah. or your, you know, someone that you know listens or would benefit from the workshop because yeah. there'll be a lot of fun. Might get Greg to buy me a ticket. Oh, bless. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. Get him to come along. You're running the event. You, yeah, can't, you can't buy your a ticket. Your already there. Oh, that's handy. You can't. What? <laughs> that makes Greg can buy a yeah, ticket for himself. For himself. For himself. Yeah. It's not for women only. Men are allowed. Yeah, I could bring Michael. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. Mike will be a machine <laughs> yeah. in the workout. Oh, he's going to put us to shame. Oh, yeah, sure. he is an absolute. He can stand athlete. in the corner. Although oh, he might no. benefit from yoga. Does he do much yoga? Yeah, he, he does enjoy yoga. Oh, he he does, does. He's all around just great. Yeah, on the down low, Sarah's <laughs> just married to this, oh. you know, kind of like freak of an athlete. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, yeah. Hasn't rubbed off on him me. in the gym. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think opposite. it works like that. Maybe your daughter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah she'll be an athlete. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah, he's yeah. an absolute machine. Oh, well, I'll get gym. some people together. Cool. Definitely. Well, make sure you do the same, listeners. We'll give you more details later. On that note, see you later. See y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>